Today on CityCast Chicago, 19-year-old Neighborville native Lucy Westlake is not done breaking records. Lucy is already the youngest American woman to climb Mount Everest. This summer, she's attempting to be the youngest person ever to reach the top of K2, the second highest peak in the world. CityCast's Simone Alisea talked to Lucy last year from Everest about why she's climbing the world's tallest mountains. It's Wednesday, April 26th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is What Chicago's Talking About. Hello, this is Simone. Hi, this is Lucy. Hi. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. I think there's a little delay, but other than that, you sound great. The calling is, I have to warn you, it's a little bit spotty. I have, like, these kind of scratch-off tickets, but it'll, hopefully it'll work okay. Lucy, can you describe kind of where you are right now and what it is you're you're seeing and looking at? Yeah, um, well, right at this exact moment, I'm at Everest Base Camp. Um, I got back yesterday from an acclimatization route, which we went up to Camp 3. So that took um, three days to get up there, and there's four camps in total. So we were pretty pretty dang close to the summit. I think we were at like 23,000 feet of elevation around then and then came back. So right now I am in a big like kitchen tent, uh, dining tent right now, um, sitting in front of a heater because it's actually um, nighttime uh, where I am. So I'm snuggled in my sleeping bag, sitting in front of a heater, <laughs> trying to keep as warm as possible. And you had to hike into to base camp, right? Yeah, yeah. I trekked. Um, I actually had a team with me, my dad, um, and there were 10 of us in total, just a variety of friends and family um, that came up with me to base camp. It took us eight days uh, to get here, and then we just wow. had a day to just relax and everything. So it was, yeah, just it wasn't like anything um, super like hard, no technical skills needed, just trekking in for eight days. Oh, still, that's an eight-day hike. is <laughs> nothing to sneeze at. Um, <laughs> can you describe kind of the scenery? I mean, is there, you have any elevation? Are you see able to see out? What's the sky look like? You know, what's kind of the, the scenery around you right now? Yeah, so, oh my gosh, it was a gorgeous trek. Uh, there's, like, these these sky bridges that you get to go across, these rivers, um, like, these amazing suspended bridges that were my favorite part. And then, honestly, just, like, really forested areas. We hiked along a river for a few days, and then you get into more, like, the alpine, um, like, big sky, less trees. There's a view of Everest, um, the peak, so that was amazing. Here at base camp, it's kind of like in a basin surrounded by these beautiful, like, snowy peaks. And um, and you can see the ice fall, actually, which is um, the next you go up towards the summit. From base camp, you go through the most technical part of the mountain, which is called the ice fall. And it's basically like a bunch of just a ton of avalanches that have fallen there. makes it really uh, a technical route. Like, there's some vertical ice climbing. Wow. Um, and that's probably the most dangerous part of the mountain. 
So you can see that we're almost sleeping like right in the ice ball. Actually, our camp is the closest to it. Wow. So you get to like see like the hardest part <laughs> waiting for you, basically. Oh, yeah. It was it was intimidating at first. I was like, how like I should see like no route up it. I'm like, how do we get up this? There is a route. There is a route. It just changes constantly. There's, there's these uh, people called ice doctors, actually, who every time there's like an avalanche or something, which is like almost every day, they have to go in and change the route a little bit, find a new route. So climbing through the ice fall without them would, would be like almost impossible. It would be very dangerous because they put in um, these ropes that, that, they, um, that are basically like your protection um, that you clip into. Mm-hmm. almost the whole way up the ice fall. So that makes it a lot easier. And without without the ice doctors doing that, it would, this would be a much, much more challenging mountain. Um, so how far away uh, is the summit? How long is it going to, theoretically, assuming everything goes well, um, how long is it going to take you to reach the summit? Yeah, theoretically. So now we're resting and waiting um, for a good weather window. And then theoretically, it will only take five days to summit and come back to base camp um, just because you go, you move so quickly. It's like those are very hard five days. But once you are above, we're at 17,000, um, like 600 feet right now. So once you're above the altitude, you really want to move fast. You don't want to dilly-dally up there. Well, I wanted to talk about you a little bit more. Um, how old were you when you first started climbing? Yeah, I started when I was seven, um, and I started high pointing uh, with my father and my family, um, which high pointing is climbing the tallest mountain in each state. When I was seven, me and my family were on a mission trip, actually in Kentucky, and someone told us the high point was literally like 10 minutes down the road. So we it was just like driving up it. It was a really easy one. But after that, we kind of were like, oh, this is, this is cool. Like, let's kind of research more high points. And, and my family loved to travel and we drive everywhere. So it just kind of became like a family a family thing. Like we'd get out and, and climb a mountain on our way to visit family in Oregon or Mexico or something like that. So, and then it really it just eventually escalated. And my brother didn't wasn't really super into it anymore, so it just became me and my dad as climbing partners. And yeah, I mean, we started doing some really big mountains, and it just it just snowballed from there, basically. <laughs> you have also climbed mountains like Denali in Alaska, a uh, uh, highest point in North America, I believe. What is it that kind of that attracts you about climbing mountains? Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to explain. It's like, it's almost just like this attachment you get to the mountains, like that even like, even though there is suffering involved, even though it's not fun at times, um, it just, it brings you back every time. Like I can't, I really just can't stay away from them. Their beauty is just, is unreal, especially like being in the Himalayas for the first time. It's, it's like breathtaking. Every time I like look up, it's, it seems like it's like a new view and it seems like I just saw it for the first time. You know, obviously summiting Everest, it'll be a huge accomplishment in itself, uh, especially, you know, as the, the youngest American female to do it. Um, but it's 
sort of just one part of your quest to complete what's called the Explorer's Grand Slam. Can you tell me what that is? Yeah, so um, Explorer's Grand Slam is climbing to the highest mountain in each continent, um, and then as well as going to the North and South Pole. So I've done, if I summit Everest, I'll have done five of the seven, and then mm. I'll also have to go to the North and South Pole. Uh, just really quick, uh, how are you paying for for this exhibition uh, for this expedition? Yeah, yeah, money's been a big factor. That's actually I wanted to complete the all the Explorers Grand Slam this before college, actually, but unfortunately, I didn't get enough funding. Um, for Everest, I I was blessed to receive a grape nut scholarship, which is literally like the serial grape nuts. So I've just been really blessed along the way. Um, by friends and family also. I have a GoFundMe. I'm just like, I'm so thankful to everyone who's donated to those. That's one of the biggest things. It's one of the hardest things is just raising enough money. Do do those records, are those meaningful to you? Sort of particularly like youngest female, you know, on the high points. And, and again, uh, assuming you complete your your Everest climb and the Grand Slam, right? The Those those records as well. I mean, are, are those... Um, meaningful to you or does it feel like you know of course I could do something like this of course of course this is this is something that's available to me oh yeah no for sure they're definitely meaningful I I mean just like as as a young like female getting into the mountains it's not like a very popular thing to do like it's a very male-dominated sport so just like my goal is always to to help like inspire others to get into the mountains too, other young females, um, like to see me setting these records, um, and doing these things and being like, wow, like maybe I could do that too, you know? Do you think uh, mountain climbing will kind of help you as you move into the future? I mean, besides just being an excellent, you know, physical shape, but but like. Eventually, there there might come a point where you're climbing mountains less and less. But is there are there lessons you think that you will take with you as you get older? Oh, for sure. Yeah, the mountains have taught me so many lessons. Um, they they really apply to almost like every area of life. Um, just like the perseverance it takes, the the grit, and like the conditions you have to you have to be okay living in, like. Everything after the mountains, especially like big expeditions, like you're like, wow, I'm never going to complain about anything again in my life. Like, I'm going <laughs> to appreciate my bathroom, my bed, everything so much. So definitely, there's like, there's a million life lessons you can learn in the mountains if you just keep keep your senses aware and keep, keep trying to learn. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Like, have that shower. Uh, the first thing I did when I got home, I showered because I realized, like, in my last flight, I was like, oh my gosh, it smells so bad. Simone caught up with Lucy again after she successfully climbed the tallest mountain in the world and returned to her family's home in Naperville. Well, Lucy, welcome back to the States. How did it feel at the top of Mount Everest? <laughs> it felt so surreal. Oh my gosh. I like could not believe I was at the top. You know, you, you hike for so many days up. It was like the 25th day and the summit day to go up took eight and a half hours. So by the time you're at the top, you're like, oh my gosh, is this really it? Like, am I really done? 
Um, so I just kept like, I was like repeating to myself, like literally out loud. I was like, I did it. Like I did it. I did it. I did it. I mean, what, what did you see when you were up there? What was kind of the, the visual that you got? Yeah, the sun rose like about an hour from the top. Um, and that was the most beautiful sight ever. That was like, I was literally like, it brought me to tears like right then. Um, and then when we got to the top, it was like, it was pretty light out and you could just see there's like low clouds and you could see the peaks like coming up um, above the clouds. It was, it was incredible. So I have to ask, cause literally everyone asked me after I talked to you last, everyone asked me, Sean Everest, are there like, is there a lot of, are there a lot of dead bodies on Everest? Is there a lot of trash? Is there a lot of like, there's all these stories you hear about mm-hmm. like, stuff that's up there I mean did you run into any of that did you encounter that yeah yeah um dead bodies wise there is one so there's still like at that altitude that like temperature it's very preserved so I was just like kind of like had my head down and then my my Sherpa Mingma he was like like look look and I was like I looked and I like like didn't really know what he was talking about at first and he was like dead body and I was like oh my gosh like wow and you still still you summited you still got to the top <laughs> uh, yeah do you get a, a plaque a certificate is there is there any or is it just you know those of us in the media saying it over and over again uh, yeah I, I there's not not one that I know of like I'll, okay. I'll be looking in the mail I'll be checking my mailbox <laughs> but but I don't think so <laughs> I'm not expecting one. <laughs> I really hope I I set an example through like through my climbing that that anyone can climb their mountains like no matter what those are it just it might take a lot of work and it might take some crazy dreams but like it's okay to dream crazy <laughs> that's those are the best type of dreams. Lucy is heading to Pakistan this summer to climb K2, the world's second highest mountain known to be far more difficult and dangerous than Everest to climb. Some have called it the most savage mountain in the world. Once she's at the top, Lucy will set a world record as the youngest person to complete the climb. She's also working with a film crew on a documentary about climbing and efforts to combat the global climate crisis. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Cook County State's attorney Kim Fox has announced she will not seek a third term in 2024. Fox has led Cook County's prosecutors since 2016. The Chicago Board of Elections has released the final numbers from our April 4th election, and nearly 614,000 votes were cast for a turnout of just over 38%. That's good news, as it was the most ballots cast in a municipal election in 24 years. Today, City Colleges of Chicago are recognizing Denim Day to show support for survivors of sexual assault. You can find information tables and other programming at all seven campuses from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. I'll drop a link in the show notes. And some good news. Join me tomorrow night at the Anthony Theater as I host the Moth's Grand Slam, which includes 10 amazing storytellers who have all won local slams and worked hard on tomorrow night's story. So trust me, it's going to be a good time. As always, we appreciate you for listening and hopefully you're reading along with our daily newsletter, Hey Chicago. You can subscribe now at chicago.citycast.fm. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Right, so we just gotta do it one more time now. One more time, all the way through, and the other 50 times you deleted it, no one will ever know about.